You guys ever had the uh, a caprese sandwich? Yeah, I think so. It's like fat slices of mozzarella, totally. fresh tomato. Oh, when you just had fat slices of mozzarella, my insides melted. Yeah, dude. It's oh my god, this place. The sandwich was awesome. It was juicy. There's like too much balsamic on there, olive oil. The tomato. Oh my god, you get a little mozzarella and tomato and accidentally spill some drizzle some balsam on there. Oh my god. And you got a freaking <laughs> sand. And then you have a little you have a little leaf, a little couple leaves of basil. Little leaf, couple buzz. Well, a couple baz. that's the good stuff that's the good stuff that's the The good good stuff stuff. that's the good stuff welcome to footy fellas welcome welcome to footy fellas Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. Going to be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, everything. At Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y, Fellas Pod. This episode is brought to you by On The Pitch. And today, we will be talking about the state of footy on social media which is basically us. It's at least part of us. You're listening to the podcast, which is very cool. Yep. This is the OG footy fellas form before we transformed. But we also have a big social media presence that I just shouted out. And we want to talk a little bit, a little bit about the broader social media landscape mm-hmm. when it comes to soccer. Yep. I think there's so much that we engage with and learn of. I let me no, you know what? No. I'm no, I'm hopping on my my soapbox real quick, guys. Let's talk about how we just consume things and culture these days. It's through social media. I don't just flip on the TV and just put on, I don't know, like whatever CBS. And then I'm just watching the masters for the entire, oh, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's that's happening. That's what's on okay, right that's now. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. But aside from that specific moment, uh, by and large, living on Twitter or Instagram or Snap or Tick or whatever we want to call these things, right? And a lot of the stuff that I enjoy is soccer and we enjoy soccer and that's, that's what we see on there. And um, I think it's really important for us in the spots that we sit in to talk about that, talk about the things that we like about it, what we don't like um, and how, how in some ways I think social media is shaping the physical world that we see out there. It changes the way players dress and the way they act. It changes the, uh, the way they they act around um, fans and and how we just engage with the sport that we love, so why not spend a couple episodes talking about that and bringing on people who maybe can tell us more about what it's like to to live in that sphere um, that we apply to the veins on the daily, as um, Albert Einstein used to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, something like that. You're onto something there, James. <laughs> Thank you, but. Uh, yeah, as as much negatives and positives that you hear about social media, I think uh, uh, there there are a bunch of positives that we can talk to, especially as they relate to hobbies, interests, sports, soccer. Right, you can tune in to what you want to hear about the the fantastic game, especially tuning into Footy Fellas, of course. Mm-hmm. Your uh, one of your outlets for staying updated in all things soccer. But I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. It's it's you're just browsing on whatever 
channel, whatever media account you may be uh, browsing, and you come across, oh, wow, there's some soccer news I wasn't uh, aware of that was happening today. That's awesome. Let me tune in and, and do a little bit more digging. Uh, it happens frequently for me with uh, Champions League because it's midweek, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening, or Europa. Oh, yeah, that's today. Let me tune in. So uh, it's great. It's great for soccer, sports, interests. We're here for you. I don't want to rock the boat, but I feel like that's how Albert Einstein would have felt about social media. Mm -hmm. He would have been excited by it. Yep. And way ahead of his time. Right. Because he would have tried to describe the concept of first soccer and second social media. Yep. And now we're back to a couple of episodes ago when everyone around him would have been like, wow, what's Spotify? What's soccer? What's social media? Right. What's, uh, what's two plus two? Totally. And so he worked in the opposite direction there, figuring out each of those things. Absolutely. And that's the reason we're at where we are today. Absolutely. You could, you can argue, I mean, it's not really an argument. It's kind of a fact. You can prove that where we are as a, as a footballing nation, all right, is exactly, okay, thanks to, right, thanks to, okay, Albert Einstein, right? So the more you think about it, okay, the more you realize that real lies require real eyes, right? The combination of Albert Einstein and Judith Pulgar, women's chess champion, got us to this point where we're at today. So you're talking, you're talking, you're talking Queen's Gambit, Queen's Gambit is only here today because of Albert Einstein losing. Yes. What did he give up? He gave up for the long-term vision. Right. The queen, the rook. The <laughs> oh no, that wasn't a chess question. That oh. was just like, a, that, that was just part of the bit. The no, queen, the Queen's Gambit, the Queen's uh. Gambit can refer to any, the actual Queen's Gambit is yes, she gave up the queen. Uh, but, a queen's gambit in life. I don't know. I haven't heard people refer to it outside of chess, except in a referential way. I don't know if the technical definition makes sense, but mm. just the idea of giving something up for the long-term dub. Love it. So the queen's gambit might've been Albert Einstein giving up something about electricity or forgetting something about math to create social media. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's, I would agree with you. Like he gave yeah. up his knowledge of physics. I don't know how to describe what he would have given up. He gave up <laughs> the theory of relativity. Like I, I yeah. don't know what he would have. What he gave up the are. theory of relativity for BR football. <laughs> right, right. For, for, no, for another, you know how you could pay money. What's the, that game we, we used to play score hero or whatever. <laughs> yeah. he, he wanted to finish the level, but it was like, okay, you can either restart or you can pay, you know, a little extra money. Right. And he's like, all right, theory of relativity. Here you go. So I can fucking finish this level. Yes. <laughs> That's oh the sacrifices Albert Einstein made for the betterment of this country. Now was it worth him bringing us streaming services? Was it worth him streaming games on Paramount Plus or Peacock or NBCSN? Mm -hmm. I see. What do you think? Did Albert Einstein make the right move? Did now were you just saying that he helped create those? Oh, absolutely. Streaming services mm -hmm. or I was just laying the oh. groundwork so everyone's on the same page understanding how those came about. But now that they're here, do you think it was the right move? Are they enjoyable in your life? Are they the right move for sharing soccer around the world and in the U.S.? Uh, you know, it's brutal to hear Einstein has some 
foothold in the streaming of sports world. You know, I'm not a huge fan of streaming at the moment. It's it's a price barrier, and I'm not I'm not really for that uh, when it comes to watching sports. I I just wish it were televised for the world, the masses to watch. Um, but I understand there are other implications and whatnot uh, for making this revenue, as it it does trickle down to some of the teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, what, I, what I will say is that in the pandemic, at the end of 2020, the Premier League wanted and Sky Sports, I think, had a deal of 14.99 pounds, 15 pounds per match in the Premier League. And let me tell you, the fans <laughs> insane did not <laughs> like that. It's and, it, insane, as you said. Eli. I mean, insanity. Um, terrible idea. They quickly got rid of that. So. I think they know they were towing the line. They very much stepped. They jumped over that line for that that bit. I hope it never comes to a per match situational fee thing. Right now, the streaming prices suck still, but better than 15 pounds a match. But, uh, what, what do you guys think about the streaming setup we've got? I think there's a <clears throat> I think there's a um, there's a really interesting you know dynamic that we're that we're living in at the moment where you're watching. <clears throat> I guess I guess it's a little different for us in that we didn't have big fat direct TV bills, for example. We didn't have some massive cable package, but now we're entering a world where um, we're slowly starting to accumulate a decent amount of different streams. Um, and and looking at what that total tally looks like is is going to be um, one to to keep our eye on because I think it's very slowly accumulating into this massive ball of costs that just isn't really efficient in some ways. It's not all just unified in one system. I have to plug in or move to different things, whatever. But um, more economically, I, at the moment, it feels good. It, it, I, I can get cheap games for free going to, you know, whatever VPN dot, you know, backslash under, you know, darkness kind of thing. Underworld type, type <laughs> right? sites. I just have to learn how to speak Latin backwards. And then once I've kind of unlocked Moloch, God of Fire, I'm able to then access, right? But like, aside from that, dealing with the devil, um, I don't think, I don't have any, any major, major qualms with it. Um, it would be nice if, to have like NBC straight up just have games. It'd be nice if it was on that level of the NFL, but since not our national sport, I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Between us, we have Peacock, which we use, utilize pretty heavily, I'd say, to watch a lot of Premier League games on the weekends. And we do not have Paramount Plus, which is where the Challenge Cup is streaming for the most part. Also on Twitch, depending on where you are in the world, the NWSL's Challenge Cup. So that's another one where you kind of have to find highlights online. Yes, you can try and find pieces of the game, but it's a little sketchier. Usually not not as good quality. Bit of a bummer. I agree with Icy. It'd be nice if we could all just watch soccer and live happily. Yep. I'd hold yep. all of your hands if we could. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking, and I did some looking around. I've got these articles here that I was thinking, what if you know, what if the Premier League just nationalized games or the broadcasting of games so that it was just, you know, anyone can watch if they want to watch. And sounds nice uh, for the viewer. I think there's a lot of obviously money's a big part of part of the game, which is good, bad, however you want to look at it. Uh, but each club is given, you know, 31.8 million euros uh, from the domestic TV deal is what I'm reading here, which, you know, 31.8 million uh, euros, pounds, dollars, whatever it may be. is a lot. 31 million of anything is a lot. So, uh, you know, for the small clubs, it's great. 
for the big clubs, more of a drop in the bucket. But, um, you know, I, I like to think of the small clubs. The big clubs, eh, they've, they've got their money figured out or they make really bad decisions and they lose money, but it's usually not as big of a deal uh, as a small club. So I like more money going to smaller clubs. I don't really care for going to the big clubs who already enjoy a good uh, monetary standing. So I, a bit, uh, I'm internally torn uh, talking about some free TV rights and, and all that jazz. Rightfully so. Let's that hit some good. last week today actions. You know what happened in the last week today. Tony, hit the music. First, the Challenge Cup is underway, as we just mentioned. The Houston Dash and Chicago Red Stars got things going in a rematch of last year's finals, but that game finished in a nil-nil tie. Lots of goals since then, with the Portland Thorns and North Carolina Courage picking up close wins and Orlando Pride and Racing Louisville drawing 2-2. Two two. So check out highlights if you haven't been able to catch any of those games on Paramount Plus or Twitch, depending on where you are. It's been very cool seeing a couple of newcomers to the to the league in Racing Louisville and FC Kansas City get into the action in the U.S.'s NWSL this year, Challenge Cup. So check that out. Premier League was also back this weekend. Come from behind wins for Liverpool and Manchester, <laughs> and Manchester United. Uh, shocker in Leeds upsetting Man City, but the title seems to still be firmly in, the, in their grasp. About six weeks left of Premier League action, or maybe seven. So exciting uh, finish to the season. La Liga, El Clasico happened. Real Madrid came out on top two to one. A lot of chances for Barcelona watching that second half. They were finally starting to come together. Messi, some of the youngsters, everyone flowing. Two chances off the crossbar. Tough one to see them lose two to one. But Real Madrid, big win for them. Put them on top of the league right now as that as uh, La Liga is also coming to a close soon. CONCACAF Champions League round of 16 going on right now a couple of MLS clubs a couple of uh, a couple of clubs from the Mexican League MLS clubs left Toronto FC Columbus Crew Portland Timbers Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union pretty crazy brawl between the Philadelphia Union and Deportivo Saprissa at the end of their first leg clash check out our YouTube channel if you want some more insight into that brawl and a bit of a fun breakdown that was exciting to watch. Not exciting to see the brawl, but had to cover it. And lastly, the MLS is coming. It felt to me like winter is coming from Game of Thrones because it's kind of ominous. Mm. You're not sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. It's still cold, at least here in the States, in Chicago, yeah. in the yeah. Midwest, still yeah. a bit cold. Right. And we're excited for it to happen. Don't want it to disappoint, like the season finale. That, exactly. I was going to say, severely over budget. Um overproduced i mean they're just not making decisions like like can we make a comparison game of thrones mls edition final like what what would that kind of look like it would be these teams have crazy jerseys like really dope jerseys check right? seen some of that right <clears throat> and players making decisions that you wouldn't normally think that they would be making like that was i think a big issue with a lot of the plot was these guys are you know they're choosing things that they wouldn't normally do yeah it's very dark setting like the lighting in these stadiums is pretty dark right <laughs> guys we're losing all our columbus crew fans all right can you guys tone 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 it back a little on how the finale was last year uh i thought columbus hey look columbus crew did a great job you know we're actually mnufc on friday for uh, mls kickoff day we've got uh seattle so it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome we need some revenge 
hopefully it's uh, going to be one of the the prime matches for day one, maybe on ESPN. Should be a fun one. Very excited to see that. Uh, you didn't let Jones mention that Arya Stark started up top for Columbus. That was the last comparison. So we're actually going to get the crew fans. Yeah, no. But <laughs> either way, everyone's... I spoke too soon. That's my fault. <laughs> everyone's excited for MNUFC. That's for sure. Everyone's excited for our sponsors because they give us life. They give us love and they give us laughter. Mm-hmm. And today, we're going to get all three, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. No pressure. From, from on the pitch. Yeah, no okay. pressure to on the pitch, but we want to thank them. Thank all of you, and we'll be right back. Technology, especially in cameras, is excelling rapidly. They are powerful enough to capture amazing moments while only needing to be the size of a quarter. Amazing. From the ex-husband's wife's brother-in-law, the founder of Grunge Sponge, comes the wildly popular sports media company, On The Pitch. On The Pitch pays players a handsome amount of money to wear their state-of-the-art cameras during a match. The cameras are positioned to give viewers at home that in-game experience they used to dream about. For the subscription cost of $19.99 a match, viewers can experience professional matches at home. Get yours today. Advisory. Due to safety regulations and player performance, cameras are placed on the bottom of cleats. Take this into consideration when purchasing this product. And there you have it. That's on the pitch. So, look, I think it's it's a great idea. I have a slight issue with the cameras on the bottom of cleats. I'm not sure what uh, what the viewers are going to be seeing. But, hey, thank you for that ad. That, uh, that, that legal disclaimer at the end really... That did change completely everything. Put a damper on things yeah, for that you. Was the whole that was the whole thing. It's like you you get that new toy from from for your, like Christmas or something. Uh, sorry, that's a uh, oh Hanukkah. Yeah, and and uh, you know you're opening it up and you want to play with it and it like doesn't have batteries. Is kind of what that sounded like to me. Like you, you're <laughs> like half of not even I'm sorry like ninety eight percent of the film that you're gonna see is of just the ground right. I to guess. be fair, to be fair to on the pitch, our friends, our colleagues, our brothers in arms, most of the game that you want to see anyways is when players are running. Mm-hmm. And when they're running, you'd be seeing at least 50% of the action because half the time your foot is up, half the time it's down. When there's a dead ball, of course, players are standing around waiting for a throw in, the ref's walking over making a call, uh, you know, goalies just kind of standing around, mm-hmm. that camera's maybe less per month, maybe you can work out a deal for like the goalies, cleat cams. You don't need to see that action. When they're running, if you can see 50% of 70% of the action, assuming they're running 70% of the time, 50% of the, that time right. that they're running, the cameras are on because the cleat feats right. are up. Right, feats are up. Then the highlight compilations, even if you're only taking 20% of the game as 20, highlights. Right, 20% of the... You're taking, of yeah, the, of the you're taking 20% of the, of the 70 of the 50. Right, okay. That's a lot of good yeah, footage. That's, I mean... I mean you're gonna say, I mean, you're, we're Rooney, gonna say the same thing. We're gonna say the same thing. We're gonna say we're gonna say the same Literally, thing. So okay, you know, okay. Wayne yeah. Rooney's goal, his goal. bicycle exactly. against City. Again, like exactly. you're looking at the sky, you're looking at the heavens on that goal. That's a nice view. All right, yeah. you don't see the ball hit the net, but you see <laughs> the heavens on that Rooney goal, and that's right. that's something. Right. That uh, I, to be clear, so the camera's bottom, bottom or top, or can it be anywhere on the player's foot? Like, so do we know? if a, you know, it, good, great question. I asked on the pitch myself. 
and they said, you know, if the if the camera's on the laces of a player's boot, it could throw them off. It could uh, cause them to miss hit some strikes. If the camera's on the inseam, outseam, same thing with passing. So uh, bottom of the cleat, right on the studs is where they they do like to put them. So if you know if players get into some fighting matches and they start cleating each other, you'll be right there. I mean, you can you'll really see that. Right. Um, What's the camera made out of? Did they mention that? I see it's got to be pretty durable to, you know, get tackled, get stepped on, get spit on. It's uh, at. yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, titanium uh, with arsenic kind of covering it for protection so you really don't want to get cleated with uh, an arsenic covered titanium camera that's are these the same guy are these the same guys who who had those kodak cameras those those kind of disposable ones that they just glued to people's shoes like 2019 is that is that what this is is it the same people because that was really dangerous that was not okay and clunky you don't no no i remember okay Okay. that was just called on the foot and so maybe that right. was like too general, right? And also didn't work because the, of what you everything you just said. Technology wasn't there yet. Like it was, it was a great. It's, it's like more vine. Advanced. It was like vine. Yeah. Like the 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 idea was there. That was great. Execution just wasn't. Technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. Fun fact about on the pitch is uh, the damn Daniel. Those guys are actually big, big investors in this company. So they were early know, investors. Early investors, they took, they sold their lifetime supply of bands to to buy into on the pitch. So, you know, if they if they can see the vision, wee, that you better get in now. Start buying your cameras. Sheesh. <laughs> that's huge. That's actually a great piece of knowledge to drop because that might change people's minds, either from better to worse or worse to better. <laughs> Don't know, but you should definitely check out on the pitch. And we will be tuning into their footage, not on a VPN streaming service, but buying it for real. Wow. Because that's think, the cool way to do it. Do you think they italicize it and they say, we'll catch our footage? Whoa. That's actually what we should be <laughs> that's doing. That's genius. That's what we need to be doing. Is it too late to become wow. a partner, I see? Oh, no. They are actively looking for more partners. <laughs> they need partners. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can put it to me that way, but they are actively really <laughs> looking for <new> partners. <laughs> they're like checking to the ball looking for partners like they're not just taking meetings they're like yeah yeah, yep 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 and now and now and now they're like checking the throw-ins checking the free kicks everything they're pointing their feet checking everywhere right here here. i'm all right i'm all right yeah left shoulder social media in footy who do we like who don't we like what Mm -hmm. accounts do we follow let's start there jones read off a list of at least 20 accounts that are your favorite accounts right now go yeah no so I think one that we all agree is a one that exists that we enjoy using our eyes to consume would would hundred percent be okay. So, Twelfth Man tweets is a is a is a is a page I've talked about a little bit. I'm going to give you guys some breathing room as I as I expand on this one. As we started Footy Fellas, my consumption of the foot footy culture was very much limited to BR football and maybe the occasional post from some athlete that I might follow like Paul Pogba. Otherwise I didn't really care too much about it. I didn't know that there was much to care or have any thoughts on to begin with. Um, and then the more that I got into BR football, the more I kind of followed a lot of the people who are commenting on BR football and I'll pause for a second. BR football feels like the bread and butter. If you are into soccer and you're trying to keep up with, 
what are the the day-to-day highlights slash day-to-day you know newsworthy moments that's kind of the big bread and butter one and from there do, do, you, have, do you have thoughts on that for anyone that doesn't know the br football br stands for bleacher report so the company bleacher report has a f- football soccer specific page that is huge and has millions and millions of followers right keep rolling and then this is like um what, what do we call these then br football is like their offshoot of like yeah um, like separate verticals within the larger br football i'm pretty sure they have this for multiple sports but we're just most familiar with the br football one perfect they have like br gridiron for american football and golf and other things and and they have other there's other pages out there like you know espn fc perhaps it's very 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 similar concept um but but what what anyway what i found myself hungry for was something that was a little more bespoke to my interests which you know we love the comedy we love the humor and uh, eventually got bumped around and, and heard of 12th man tweets which i had seen a lot of um people referring to and so i followed it and it's just memes guys and it's it's soccer memes and i know that we all follow it now and we've been pinging it around but i remember i i think i think they're gonna be there's gonna be a day and this i don't think is profound i think this is just facts I think there's going to be a day, um, you know, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line when, you know, hopefully having children, I'm explaining to them what my life was like. And, and the way that I'm going to designate time to them is there's going to be a time before 12th man tweets and and a time after. And that, and that is really what kind of separated and established who I was and how I exist in this world. Because since then, when you, it's one thing to consume culture via just news headlines, BR football. It's great. They have like a little images here and there and I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying it's another when you consume news headlines via humor, because that just adds so much depth and, and tongue in cheek stuff to it that, um, that it becomes that more meaningful. And, and that's, that's my, that's my soapbox and why I love 12th man tweets and why I think it's an important one that you should follow. Um, if you're looking for a good, good time on the soccer social sphere. 12th man tweets is, is an amazing account. Hilarious gets me every time. Uh, they're very witty with their content and their meme content. I myself, uh, you know, BR football is really nice. In my opinion, it keeps you up to date. They've got, a really great team, I imagine. If it's one person, they're outstanding at their uh, imagery, their kind of artistic designs of games, of highlights during matches. Uh, you'll see a lot of posts like that, uh, cartoon type type things. It's it's very cool, very impressive. Uh, that's always fun to see. Um, what's a small account? What let's see, a soccer one. Let's find a good one. Oh, I really love our. Our boys, the exploding heads. soccer comedy, exploding heads, exploding heads, the soccer comedy channel. They're great as well. Um, good content, funny. Uh, two great guys who who run the account. Um, yeah, love them. You should follow them as well. There's almost different verticals within. Not I use verticals before. There's different parts of the soccer social world one being the news piece kind of fitting into that is the cool graphics that the companies really of course some individuals but the companies are the ones that have millions of followers like br football who have full teams that do graphic design put together fun visuals are consistently looking up dates and records and things they can reference in new posts which is always fun and 
good to banter about with friends, have that knowledge, feel like you're a part of the conversation. There's the highlight sphere within soccer, people posting highlights of games, not just people, but companies posting highlights of games, youngsters. There's the transfer market, social Mm -hmm. media, which is mostly on Twitter, and that kind of pops off. There is, um, you know, the debate side that's more NBC, ESPN, them with their analysts posting quick videos on should this player be starting? Should this manager be sacked? The kind of inflammatory questions that get people going. So there's all these different verticals. Jones, I agree with you. I personally enjoy the humor side the most. The news is nice. So I actually agree with both of you. Icy agreed. The news is great because it keeps you in the loop from a BR football. The humor piece is awesome from an exploding heads or 12th man tweets or footy fellas pod, just hilarious accounts that are really growing fast. Right. Big names. Yeah. Basically necessary to follow if you want to be a part of the conversation and laugh your butt off and see some cool stuff. Right. For me, the, for me, for me, the important accounts to follow that I wouldn't normally follow like these huge names represent pieces of the soccer world that I wouldn't see news on otherwise, like women's soccer. Mm -hmm. A higher level than that is the MLS. There's plenty of news on the MLS, but less than from around the world, depending on where you look. There's plenty of accounts now on Instagram that like this week in MLS, other meme pages, MLS memes, each of the individual accounts of MLS teams. Those are fun to follow, but more in the women's soccer space. I think that's where it's more important to follow individual accounts like the women's soccer show who we mm-hmm. follow like the league the nwsl or women's super league bryant and me is a great podcast that speaks about the women's game a lot uh graphics by jess she does a lot of good visuals highlighting stars in the women's game big games coming up i'll, I'll finish there i think that's the piece that is new to me and feels the most important to follow because everything else is kind of natural mm-hmm. like of course i'm gonna just throw a follow on br football or visuball or these other huge accounts. Yeah. The, um, the finding your niche is, is I guess that in and of itself is a fun activity to partake in, um, intentionally, unintentionally in, in the social sphere and, you know, kind of like curating music or finding music that, that interests you in the Spotify, Spotify world, or even pre Spotify. Um, there's a rush you get from finding something that suddenly resonates with you and may not have a massive following to it. Um, but more importantly, gets to an interest that you either didn't know you had or something that you were itching for and you were really hungry for it. And NWSL is a great example of content that there really is not a lot for. So when you find something out there, that's exciting. And the places where you find it, it's just the social sphere. Another one, I'm going to keep rambling. Another one that I'm a big fan of, for example, that you just randomly happen upon because someone retweets it and you're stuck on it, uh, XG Philosophy. Big fan of that. XG philosophy. All they post is um, what the XG was, expected goals, uh, between two teams in a given game. And uh, every once in a while, they'll throw a meme in there. It's really funny. But nonetheless, like that's just a fun statistical thing that you know you enjoy, get a kick out of, and changes the way you kind of actually think about and talk about the game. Um, um, yep. two, two questions for you both. Sure. Icy, do you follow players that you're a fan of on social media? I follow several. Uh, I follow Pulisic because um, he's one of my favorite American players, uh, you know, obviously playing in the Premier League. He might be one of the only ones. I don't, I don't follow many personally. 
Uh, but but I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy his content. Uh, he gets he's stoked about wins. Uh, we'll post after big wins and big games, and he obviously scored a couple this weekend, which is fantastic. So he's feeling good. Nice. I was going to ask you what you enjoy seeing from those players on social media because it's so easy for them to post anything and everything these days. But I'm curious what each of us would get out of that type of follow that we'd enjoy. Uh, yeah, personally, I like uh, for Pulisic in general, his or specifically his uh, passion. Everything is soccer. Every post, even after a loss, he's like, you know, tough, tough game. Get after it. You know, we're, we're going to put our heads down and, and work hard in the off in these off days. But he loves the game and he, he, he shows it in all his posts, which I do like. Um, so I enjoy that. You almost got to peek inside their mind. Yeah, that, that, that's a, the way you just said that that you love that's always soccer oriented is um is really interesting because on one hand, um, on one hand I wonder I, I think I like I, so I also have a really limited list of people that I follow that are proper players. I think at top of the head it's like Pogba, Lingard, uh, of course, or Rashford, <laughs> um, Jack Grealish. Again, I, maybe I haven't said it enough, but Jack Grealish I have a pretty big crush on. Like this dude is gorgeous and he's a great player it's a win-win and um and those guys they all primarily like they'll post every once in a while and usually it's it's kind of just enjoyable to see what their life is up to if it's soccer related great but if it's not it's just okay cool you're human it's interesting to see these kind of really well i mean they're really well off humans so they're doing kind of crazy things but with a lot of money but i think that's that's what i really care about and enjoy do you do you follow any soccer guys? What do you think? One more follow up question for you, Jones. Okay, okay. What do you think yeah. of a player like Alfonso Davies posting his whole life and mm-hmm. his relationship and you know the team in the locker room, funny bits with teams, just being himself on TikTok or Instagram? You know, I I don't have a ton of thoughts on it. I, I feel like I'm you know one of those you know closer to millennial people where the nonstop vlogging nature that is gen z it, that just the whole thing feels a little odd to me it doesn't make sense that that's a priority for him so i enjoy his content i think it's interesting i think it's funny i just don't for me conceptually can't ever really be like yeah this is all great this is all perfect because i don't get how that how i can just be always sharing or live streaming or posting all of these things non-stop it just feels i just can't conceptually understand it but i enjoy it he's a great he's an it's like he's an entertaining person end of the day regardless of the you know whatever's going on with with how one posts and the technology and and, and involved in that he's entertaining i'm a fan of him if everyone was doing that i would not i I don't think i would i think i don't think i don't think i'd like soccer anymore I, I don't know, Jones. I, I kind of disagree with that very last statement you made. You would you would like to see the ins and outs of how these guys joke around and all that stuff. Um, I would love to watch. But, I would just love to watch Juan Basaka sleep. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> sleep stream. Give us a, give us a sleep stream, Aaron. Sleep stream. Hey, 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 Juan, just let us let us check you out sleeping, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, okay, I see. How's me? No, I, um, I like Alfonso Davies as a player. I think he is a great entertainer, as you mentioned, alluded to Jones. Um, and you know, yeah, there's no need to worry about the how he records or he does record a lot. But uh, look, the whole mentality nowadays is just create content, content, content. 
you as a viewer don't need to like it on Tuesday, but in three Tuesdays from now, you're like, oh, okay, I'm bored. I'm just going to take a look at something. Then you're interested in what they did on <laughs> that Tuesday back in the, in the past. So mm-hmm. it's all about, um, and, and he gets it. He's a young guy. I don't even think he's 20 yet. Um, his girlfriend, they have a, a fun relationship. They've got their whole YouTube channel. They're fun. And they, 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 they handle both spheres of their life, I think, pretty well. So I'm a fan. She's also a stud for PSG. Yeah. Women's right. team. Uh, I think the connection back to what I was saying earlier too with women's soccer, you're you're getting a view into something you wouldn't normally see. Like that's the draw. And before for me, it was, I was just mentioning following accounts to talk about women's soccer, but you see these videos, these vlogs of people playing D1 soccer in the US going to away games. What's it's like, what it's like traveling with the team and preparing and working out in the off season, people trying to make it abroad. Someone that, we follow in the 11 pod where Brendan has been trying to play soccer in Europe for a long time. And he just details the journey and Hey, here's what it's like. Talks about the different aspects. I have a couple of friends that have been trying to play still after college, both in Europe and here. And that view inside their life through social that we can now see is alluring and entertaining and makes you feel connected to them in a way you wouldn't otherwise. So I think the more that players do post that, the more people are, drawn in because there are plenty of players that just post you know big win for the team and that's like every picture once a week or two weeks and which is totally fine it's totally fine but they're missing that next level element that you just spoke to i see that i think people do crave right more sleep streams more sleep streams that's all we're saying all right last question what do you think about content being used on other platforms tweets being posted on soccer tweets being posted on instagram as the main form of instagram content for an account or TikToks being posted on Instagram, basically everything being posted on Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, it feels uh, for me. It, I think I, I was um, I was a little bit of a um, uh, uh like a social platform Nazi. Um, is the only word that makes sense here. Maybe a couple years ago, where if someone was posting a tweet on Instagram, there's a time, there's a before time when people weren't posting tweets on Instagram. They, you know, that was a newer thing that had happened. And the, at that moment felt very, you know, disingenuous, you know, if you're going to post other social platforms, go to that platform, why would you be sharing it? Um, but now we've kind of gotten to this nice culture. I, I, now I'm enjoying it. Now my take is I enjoy seeing TikToks on there or Instagram posts that are reflected on TikTok or tweets that are X, Y, Z. I like, I like this kind of mesh where they all are, you know, unifying these different humor streams. And you start to realize if you want a certain type of, take um perspective and that could be humorous it could be news oriented it could be serious it could be whatever it is um that all these different spheres have different ways of getting at that um and um you know it's good for i think it's good just to have exposure to other type of content out there is there do you have another angle about 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 the ubiquity of just generally curious what do you think ice man you got any thoughts i know you're a big reels guy on instagram is it messed up that people are just doing other stuff on Instagram instead of reels that are basically reels. <laughs> no, I, I think there's Instagram is enjoying their centrality. If I don't even know if that's the right word, they, they, they're enjoying their huge user base. Um, and they are lucky enough to be the platform that people want to post other platform content on. 
like Twitters, like your TikToks even. Um, and I think it's nice as a consumer for it to be stream streamlined into just one application so you don't have to bounce around to the many that you might have. Um, but I, I can see how that can be problematic um, going forward, you know, for other things. But I, I generally like it. You know, I don't have a TikTok. I did, became uh, very quickly consumed with it. So I got rid of it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, keeping it centralized in one location is nice for, for myself. It's kind of beautiful and it's frustrating because it's beautiful that a brand can have a strong presence across each of these platforms and make content that makes sense for each and reach different demographics or just expand their audience, which is cool for the most part for most brands. And it's frustrating because you see folks on Instagram get really popular by just posting tweets, maybe not even their own tweets. And it's like, wow, they are they have an insane amount of followers relative to our account by just posting tweets. Like it's not even custom <laughs> stuff for that platform, which could be really frustrating. Or on TikTok in general, I know it's structured so differently in terms of uh, numbers and views and likes and that kind of stuff, how it's shown to everyone who's seeing it, not just your followers. But to see a couple dudes kicking around and just like ripping shots on goal, getting like a million views, a million eyes on it, and you know, 100,000 likes, it's like, wow, that crushes on TikTok. If they just post the same video on Instagram, maybe they also get a lot of likes. Like, is that does that seem right? You know, it's it's tough. It's tough to reckon with. Yeah. Um. And and is it is it encouraging? Is it is it like a positive spin? Is it a horrifying? Like, is this what people want? Is this really like as simple and like consumable as as people are going to want and see and need? And that's what success is. Who knows. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk more about how we've approached social media specifically and just be really honest and, and kind of talk with the, talk it out with each other too about like how we've we've tried to approach social media on a couple different platforms. I think that'd be an interesting chat. Yeah. Maybe with a guest or two. Ooh. Don't don't tease us. Maybe with tease a the listeners. guest yeah. or two. Oh. Maybe <laughs> are the guests your your arms? You're flexing. Uh, no, I'm trying to take the shirt off. But it's not because it doesn't by flexing. I'm just taking stop out flexing. My, Come on. Look at that shoulder speaking out. Ooh, that shoulder. Ooh. Let's finish with a little game. If you made it this far, we're gonna reward you with one of our classic, one of our all-time games. Jones, take us through it. Oh you let's go. That was pretty strong. Thanks. Um I just, this morning, the boys were texting the group and uh, it was alluded, you know, when Max wakes, you know, we can get stuff going or whatever. And, and then I, when I woke, I threw in some WWE um, and that just really, that had me, uh, gifts, WWE gifts. And now I'm hyped. Um, So let's, 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 let's play everybody's favorite game, a game we haven't played in a little bit, a little over under, a little over under game. Sheesh in the chat. Um, and uh, the theme today is uh, Sprang, because Spring is sprung, my boys. And what better game to play over under on and to appreciate this season um, than, than, than over under Spring Edition? Anyway, that it makes sense. So, Icy, <laughs> let's start with you. All right. Are allergies over, under, or rated? 
I think allergies, I'm going to go boring. I think they're rated. People, they know them. They know what to expect. No one's happy about them, but they know they have them. They're rated. Meh. Fair enough. E-money dollar sign. That was redundant. Um, I actually have it written out as E-money dollar sign. You wrote out dollar sign too. Yeah, the whole thing is. <laughs> it's all the E is three E's. Um, when it's chilly in the shade, is that, you know, and then it's warm in the sun, chilly in the shade, warm in the sun. Is that over, <laughs> under, or rated? I guess I'll say it's rated because I don't know if anyone loves that. I've never heard mm-hmm. anyone say, oh, like get excited to chills because the yeah. sun went away and they're in yeah. the shade. Yeah. You always move your chair because it's presumed that's worse. Right. But I don't think anyone rates it highly. So I won't say overrated, just rated, but it's, okay. it's meh. Okay. I, I understand that. Uh, ice luge. Um, you know, April... April showers, right? They bring the May flowers. Talk to me about that rain. Does that get you over, under, or ratedly excited? You know, it gets me uh, underratedly excited. I like the smell of the April rains. Uh, You guys know what I mean. All you listeners know what I mean. Uh, Things start to turn green, and May really... The dividends they pay off with the flowers is just a beautiful thing. You go through a couple of rainy days, you suck it up, you smell the smell the air, you read some books inside. But it, let me tell you, when that May comes and those flowers are blooming, ooey, that's it. Sheesh, sheesh. Uh, uh, e dollar sign money sign. Um, spring break over under or rated? Overrated. That's an easy overrated, and I'm saying this. For nothing else than for safety concerns, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Don't act like spring break is this great thing. Mm-hmm. Be, be smart about it. You can enjoy time with your family. Enjoy time with maybe a couple of friends, but don't go to the beach screaming spring break right. and like running around screaming it. Right. It's overrated. What if they had a mask on? That's better. Yeah, maybe. Like a big bubble. Okay. So. If they were like inside of a bubble. Right. With other people. Yeah, that's rated then. I'll bump it down. Okay. And they're all breathing the same air. Back to overrated. <laughs> but that air is purified. Okay, back to underrated. But, okay. So, <laughs> Icy, last one for you, brother. Um, the Masters, over, under, or rated? Oh, man. This is generational now. I've got to split it up. Younger, golf, did not interest me. Super overrated. Did not understand why old people liked it. Now, uh, I love it. It's underrated. It's fantastic. I, I'm starting to play a little bit more. So obviously, once you play the sport, you have some knowledge of how it works. You appreciate the greats. That's where I'm sitting right now. I like it. It's fun. Uh, and it actually is pretty fun to watch. Obviously, with the appreciation of having played, I do enjoy it. It is underrated for my age group. Overrated as a youngin. Respect. Last one, Eli. This one's been talked about because it's gotten that hyped when we're talking about spring. Talk to me about those flowers. Flowers are underrated. Walking around today, I was especially grateful and noticing the beautifully different colors. And we have a couple of cherry blossoms on a road near us, Mm -hmm. which are blooming like all heck. Burling. Blooming like all heck and are looking beautiful as all heck. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just bring 
they just bring an appreciation to life and color, which really speaks to the sweetness of spring. I'm not going to say anything else. That's how, that's how I want to end us. Right? That's how the podcast ends today. Yeah. It's beautiful. Take it easy, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. You know, you're more Italian by the, the less amount well, the of fewer letters. letters. The variant, right? 100% fewer letters in the word, more right. Italian. So, I had, I had a, it was a capri. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> I had a, <laughs> with extra. T- <laughs> you actually, that's why they talk with their hands, because they don't even use, like, you know, letters. <laughs> I had a. Yeah.